0: And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Bowl Challenge. $250 cash and a $250 gift card is up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app.
1: Hi, y'all, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 259. Uh, who should I give it? Oh, there's actually a new person in, in our uh slash Discord recently. Famine or Fam1NE. So I'll send it out to them since they're like a new face that showed up and has been talking to us. So there you go. Um, and to everyone else, get in the Discord if you're not already in there. It's lots of fun. I'm in there. My name is Jeff Chalks Fox. I'm one of the hosts of this here podcast as well. My name is Green in the Discord, meaning I can – I have uh God powers in there. So you have to behave yourself. Um, another man who has God powers is my co-host who I will introduce in a moment because we have a UFC to break down. This is a going to be a rare, a rare uh, event that's, that's happening right now. We're actually going to break down our only UFC probably for what a month. It's at least a month that they're off um, a little off season, if you will, is happening after this Saturday. So, better make the, this episode which will be the prelims for this saturday's event and next episode which will be the main card breakdown we better make it count better make uh so winning picks this is kind of a tough one to handicap um my co-host agree with you and i mentioned it to him in what i what amounts to a uh pre-production meeting just saying wow this is hard to uh, handicap but yeah a lot of difficult lines which probably means there's opportunity for us to make some money because there's a lot of Close lines and maybe some underdogs are interested in. Who knows? Uh, this is turning into a too long of an intro. So let's just bring in the star of the show, the the reason that everyone is listening. You want to know me? Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello.
0: Well, so first of all, I'm not going to debate yet that, yeah, no, I am the reason people listen. Uh, yep. But also, I will say, yeah, Famine, is he the one who throws, he or she, I have no idea, Uh, yep. the one that throws like bomb parlays in there that are like I 17 plays? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I like that. You you should stay around, Famine, if you're listening to this. Usually we don't Uh, like
1: people that spam uh, discords with parlays. But if you win on a parlay, then by all means, uh, send it in there. But people like in other channels uh, like to just throw, what do you think of this parlay? And it's like 12 teams. And (laughs) they're betting a dollar to win like uh, 25 million. And like, yeah, okay, yeah, that'll happen. But anyhow, yeah, (laughs) if you win, by all means, let us know. Yeah,
0: let us know when you win the Hungry Man Jong parlay, as so many yes. of you did. Uh, yeah,
1: did the, Jong even win that? Did I hope so. I don't, I part?
0: I actually thought about that last night. Uh, before when I was thinking about what I was gonna do today for picks, I was thinking. Yep. I was like, I know so many people who did. But I yeah, don't know if Ben Jong ever
1: said he did. I don't think he did. And he was very territorial about it, too. Like, hey, no, you <laughs> yeah. can't even after someone else. You can't make up new parlays. This is mine. Hmm, interesting. All right, we're going to have to get into that uh, in, in the old Discord. Um, so, yeah, we got our last fight, night of the year, last event of the year, UFC-wise. Um, and it is, we got nine fights to break down. So, we all this chit-chat, we probably should, um, no, actually, eight. Eight fights. Did we lose one? No, it's not, my mouth. Let's, let's count together, everyone. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, uh, uh. Yes, that's right. Eight on the prelim. Six on the main card. That's what threw me off. The main card is six, and not five. So, um, and you had to agree with me. It's a tough card to make picks on, right?
0: I think so. Yeah. It, it's, it, in,
1: it, it took more it's work, not... at least for me.
0: Yeah, and it, some of it for me wasn't even like saying like, oh, you know, I don't know who to pick there. But it was me being like, I I do know who I want to pick and I hate the line or, you know, was I missing something on this line? Should I have known this other thing? And like then like doing more research behind it, being like, I thought that was way easier than it was. And now it's kind of tricky. So, yeah, like for me, it, it wasn't necessarily that it was like a hard one in terms of picks, but it's sometimes like a hard one in terms of being confident with your picks.
1: So you're telling everyone to do the research then, right?
0: Always do the research.
1: (laughs) Always do the research. It's true. Um, Maybe this is uh, because James Krause isn't messing with the lines anymore. Maybe (laughs) this is what the lines were supposed to look like all along.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they were always hard until he got his (laughs) hands
1: (laughs) on. Exactly. That that could be the case. Um, All right. We don't really have time to talk about that guy. Maybe we'll talk about him in upcoming episodes when we, when we're strapped for, for stuff to talk about. All right. This week, as I said, UFC Fight Night, Canadier versus Strickland, aka UFC Vegas 66, goes down Saturday. UFC Apex, it's an earlier uh, earlier evening one for us on the East Coast. Prelims are on ESPN Plus at 5 p.m. Eastern. Main card, which we'll break down in tomorrow's episode, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Plus, let's start things off with Batonweight fight. Sergey Morozov versus Journey Newsom we will tell you about journey at newson first 10 and three with one, no contest, three knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice. He's one and two with one, no contest in the UFC. Uh, the no contest was actually a, originally a TKO win for him. And then he got suspended for marijuana use, which was still illegal back then. So really he should have another win and another TKO on his record, but nonetheless, um, he did win his last fight. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Yes. 0-1 is a pro boxer. Striking stats in his favor. He has outstruck his UFC opponents by .64 strikes per minute. That's a strike uh, gives him a strike differential of plus .64, plus 238. The the uh, gambling people, bookmakers are not uh, impressed by gambling, that. Gambling you're called bookmaker,
0: bookmakers, bookmakers, yeah. Gambling people. <laughs>
1: I, I, I think someone's getting in trouble at my house, and I'm I'm getting distracted here. I think there's a dinosaur attack, like at your house. So. The, the, those oh, people see. that make lines what do those people call it again
0: bookmakers bookmakers, bookmakers you are yes. right the second time yeah, yeah i
1: assume if the house is on fire or if the dinosaur is coming in here i'll, I'll be alerted so i i'll uh, i'll soldier on sergey morozov 18 and 5 eight knockouts three submissions been knocked out once submitted three times two and two in the ufc lost win loss, win is the pattern he did win his last fight he was the m1 champ before this used to fight at featherweight. 2008 pro mma debut inch taller than newson he's been outstruck barely uh minus 0. 0.02 strike differential in the ufc so barely basically it's a push minus 295 did you have trouble picking this one
0: i had a little bit of trouble based on me the, too. Line. So, yes, but just,
1: the line like, well, so okay, based... explain to me why morozov is minus 295 that's what yeah. i can't get my head around
0: yeah well and so i think what it actually boils down to is i do think morozov is a better fighter and he's a more well-rounded fighter like if you're right, more,
1: more well-rounded for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, we have, you know, Journey Newson, who, you know, has, has a lot of boxing skills uh, that we've seen, although he's mixed in a takedown here or there, too. But, like, mostly boxing skills. has been knocked out by Randy Costa, which is certainly not a good look. Whereas Morozov, like, is a pretty darn good wrestler, but we've also seen him, like, struggle in certain instances, like against Umar and Nurmagomedov. And ultimately, I think that's probably why bookmakers are, have so much confidence in him that his level of competition is super high. He fought, you know, Umar Nurmagomedov, you know, Douglas Silva de Andrade, Raleon Even if you want to go before he was in the UFC, he, he fought Josh Rittenhouse who was really good. He fought Moe, Mo, sorry, Evloev who was really good. Like, you know, like he's just got a much better strength of schedule. Um, And I'm not like a big strength of schedule guy as being the only reason why I take somebody. It's a pretty big reason here though. And then when you mix in the fact that like, He's a good striker who, like, uses his wrestling when he needs to. I think that that's just, like, a bad recipe for Newsom. So I I do like Morozov here. I don't love – like you said, I don't love the line. I'm kind of shocked that he's a damn near three-to-one favorite because, you know, he, he kind of feels like a – you know, if he, this guy was betting off at negative 165 or something like that, I'd be all in on him. I'd, I'd be pretty excited about him. But, like, the extra, you know, 100-plus here on him – Worries me a little bit. I don't love that.
1: I'm getting crazy, Dan. I'm taking Newson. Can you believe that?
0: Get out of town! Yeah. I,
1: this is- I, I had a lot of trouble with this one. I had to like, because I I'm trying to understand why the line is what it is. But it sounds like you don't really hey, know Are either. you taking?
0: Uh, hang on a second. I gotta yeah. just make sure I got my yeah. head around this. Are you taking a fighter because you prefer the line?
1: I, uh, yes, just, that's I, totally I just, not me. I know. I just yep.
0: don't know that I'm ready for this.
1: <laughs> Maybe I should wait till the new year. Maybe this, um, nah, this started early. I, I think he's a better striker too. At least the, the stats show that he's a better striker with more power, at least in the UFC than Mirazov. I know their um, yeah. uh, opponents, uh, they fought obviously different levels of competition and whatnot, but I still think the line um, the line uh, is, is properly set. So I'm going for the uh, CLB. Is that what I'm doing? Yeah, oh CLV. What has happened?
0: Uh, although he might not have CLV at the end of this. No, he,
1: it, he has to I, win for that, right?
0: Although I don't think the bet will... I, I also just don't think the the money will come in on on him. The, the money will come yeah. in on, on off here. Like, So if you do want to bet Newton, you might want to just wait on that because I, I think the line will go up. Here's the thing I will say. I, I think I might agree with you on the fact that he might be the more powerful boxer. I also just don't think that... Uh, defensively, his chin is better than Morozov's. Like, I think if they did get into a throw, knock him down, you know, throw fists for nonstop 15 minutes kind of fight, I don't know that he's got the power to knock him out. And, you know, we've seen him knocked out recently. So, like, you know, even though Morozov is not a guy who we think of as knocking people out, like, I I think Newsom is more likely to be knocked out than Morozov still
1: we shall see he's got a higher knockout he's got a higher knockdown ratio knockdown rate i mean he's you know anyhow i, I think it's worth a roll of dice cuz this this one's closer than we think it is so well actually i guess we both agree it's a close one we just uh we just um i'm going for value for some reason so i don't know i'm confused <laughs> i'm confused too Dan. but what the heck maybe i i want to do all i can to try to break even and i'm down what 300 bucks or something on the year so Ball this move. could be it and I'll be, I will be making these plays over at WinBet, of course, because I am ready to win money. Hopefully you are ready to win money and boost your odds as well. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, for, and Virginia. There's so many. out to take a pause. We're bringing the excitement to win Las Vegas online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to slash WinBet, so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. To claim your free bet today, offer subject to change, terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Buster you're or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700, and we're back with underdog fantasy hooray if you haven't signed up already you can still get a 100 percent deposit match up to 100 bucks when you use the promo code sgpn just go to underdog fantasy.com promo code sgpn for 100 deposit match underdog is great for their weekly battle royale format as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball underdog fantasy.com promo code sgpn let's see if things continue to be crazy dan i have a feeling they will be I think I got some more crazy picks coming up. Uh, <laughs> Fly weights are next. You don't think I pick it super crazy though, right?
0: I mean, I don't think it's super crazy. And, <laughs> and like, it's the type of pick I make from time yes, to time where I'm exactly. like, do, do I think, you know, like 51 times out of a hundred, Newsom's going to win? No, you know, Morozov is going to win the majority of the time, but it's so close that I prefer the, the fat line there. And, and you went for it. In this case, I just hated it enough to go with Morizov.
1: All right. Let's move on to flyweights. We're gonna go down to talk about Manel Cape and David Dvorak. David Devorak is the Undertaker. It must he must have a side job. Everyone has has a side job in the UFC, right? So he's the Undertaker. Rest in peace. 20 and 4. 20-4. Eight knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out once. Three and one in the UFC. He did lose his last fight. Um he was a regional champion. 2010 was his pro MMA debut. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.87 strikes per minute. He's at plus 195. Starboy, Manel Cape, 17-6, 11 knockouts, 5 submissions, been submitted twice. 2 and 2 in the UFC. However, he's won two straight fights, both via knockout slash TKO. Used fight at was the Ryzen Champion 2012 pro MMA debut. A year younger than Deborah, more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by point. One strike per minute, so almost plus, uh, almost even, Stephen, for him. Minus 245. Uh, I know Jong was saying there's value on Dvorak, but I, I can't make another value pick based on a line. I, I got to pick who, who I think is going to win. I think Manel Cape's going to win based on what we've seen of him as of late. He's starting to um, look like the fighter that um, he was before he entered the UFC and, and the fighter we were hoping to see. So give me Manel Cape.
0: Yeah, you're hundred percent right. He's, this is the guy who went out and beat, you know, uncle creepy. This is the guy who went out there and and was putting it on people in rising. This is the guy who we were super excited came to the UFC and he's done it the last two times. And I'll also say this, like, I I know after his first two fights, we were down on the nail, but like at the end of the day, he was fighting Alexandre Pantoja and Matthews Nicolau, who, you know, yeah. those losses have aged so well. And the fact of the matter is, is I don't even know that he lost to those two guys. He doesn't think by... he did. Had... Yeah, well, well <laughs> first of all, I, I think he did lose to them. But if I finish that sentence, it was, Sorry. I don't think he lost to those guys because he was worse than them. I think he okay. lost to those guys because of the way that he fought them and his complacency. And now that he doesn't have complacency, he's knocking people out in the first round And I think if he just turned the volume up a little bit on Nikolaou, I think we would have seen a different result. I think we would have seen uh, Cape win that fight. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think he's way better than Dvorak. Dvorak's a guy who, like, kind of needs to push you up against the cage and and work his striking and or grappling from there. And and Kit's just so – he's so powerful. He's so explosive. He gets out of those positions so well. I I just don't see Dvorak having any kind of – Sustained success there, so yeah, give, give me Manel Cape too. I'm I'm gonna go Chalky for my first two at least here.
1: All right, Cape is the pick. Oh, perhaps he was alluding to the next fight. We shall see. All alluding, not alluding. Welterweights. Is it Renat? Is it a hard T or not?
0: I think it's, it's Renat.
1: Renat, yeah, he's only fought once. So um, last his middle name's Mother, right? And the last name is Fok Redinov. Is that right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Is it right?
1: I think that's his nickname. It's, He's fighting Fakredinov. Fok- He's fighting Brian in battle. Uh, at Welcher, wait, battle. The... Brian the Butcher battle. Did you know that was his nickname?
0: I unfortunately talked to him this week about it. Uh, if you haven't gotten the latest no, episode of the top yeah if you haven't gotten the latest episode of the top turtle mma podcast he talks about why pooh bear had to go and now he's oh, yes, the butcher. Right. he's
1: pooh bear he was oh, pooh bear he's the butcher the now that?
0: yeah oh, that's and, horrible. and he he, he shares how how it happened and why it happened and the fact that his mom's pretty bummed about it so um,
1: so he's yeah, got another can... job too so we have an undertaker we have a butcher so far okay um he's fighting a gladiator that should be an interesting battle um so, oh, I said battle, too. I'm just full of jokes. Uh, he's 8-1, and one, two knockouts, four submissions. He be in battle. He's been submitted one time. It's the only loss. He's taken this fight on short notice. Three straight wins in the UFC. All three fights uh, that he's fought in the UFC, he has won. So he's 3 and all in the UFC. 2 and all in the Ultimate Fighter and the champion there. That was that middleweight where he used to fight at. He's won, not including the Ultimate Fighter, he's won seven straight fights. He's not lost a official MMA fight since September 2019. Like I said, used to fight at middleweight. Last fight, he went down to welterweight. Was he a welterweight earlier in his career or not?
0: He was not. He was a light heavyweight and possibly oh, even okay. a heavyweight earlier he in. He's shrinking. If you go back to his like, yeah, that, I mean, that's where where Pooh Bear came from. He was like a big oh, dude. Yeah, dude,
1: boly-poly, eating lots of honey. All right, he's an inch taller. Then uh, the Gladiator, three inches of reach, three years younger. He's almost two and a half times more active landing strikes. He He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 2.65 strikes per minute. So that's a very, very healthy uh, number there. Plus 125. Fuck Radinov, Gladiator, 20 and two. 11 knockouts, five submissions, never been finished in a fight. He's won one in the UFC. He's won 15 straight fights. He's not lost since the June of 2014. Used to fight at middleweight as well. Striking stats are better than battles. He is outstruck as you see opponents by 1.8 strikes per minute. Grappling stats are as well better than battle, minus 135. Over to you.
0: So, first of all, I did uh, put the intern on it. He fought his first amateur fight for LFA, which, by the way, really impressive to have your first amateur fight for LFA. Um, And that was at heavyweight. He weighed in at 241 for that fight. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, so he's now down to 170. So that's 71 pounds lighter than he started his career, which is just. It's just crazy. So uh, I'm going to go dog here. I like Brian Battle quite a bit in this fight. Mostly, um, first of all, because he, he's got really good jiu-jitsu and really good grappling. So if Fagradinov wants to go to that realm, which there's like, kind of like an outside chance that Fagradinov does want to try to wrestle him up here. Like, I, I think he handles himself well enough with with chokes and counters and stuff like that. Um, and I also just, like, wasn't very impressed with Fagradinov in his takedown abilities of Andreas Mikulaitis. Like, he spent most of that, that fight controlling Mikulaitis, but, like, not landing very much. And he, like, whiffed on half of his takedown attempts. He, like, got stuffed a lot. Um, So I just, like, don't trust his wrestling enough. And Battle obviously showed us in that last fight against Takashi Sato that like he now also has the hands and legs to go along with the grappling part of it. I think he looks more powerful at 70. I think he looks stronger, faster, all that kind of stuff. So like I am, you know, I think the sky's the limit on Brian battle right now. So I'll take him, especially getting plus money here.
1: I am taking it as well. Yes. I'm, I'm a new man. Apparently Dan, Um, obviously the short notice is an issue. Like it's, it's bit us before it just bit us last week. Uh, has bit us in the past especially considering he used to weigh 240 pounds and he's got a little, he's got less time to actually cut to 170. Uh Taking that out, out of the equation, obviously he's, he's going to be my pick. He's just looked outstanding. Um, and he's more, he's going to be a better striker for sure. Um, and like you said, he's also a solid grappler. He's bigger, he's younger. Give me the plus money. So another plus one for me. Crazy, right?
0: It's it's crazy that we've gotten two already, but it's more crazy how we've gotten the two too. Yep. You pick a guy on short notice and one that you just like the value on. I, I'm just, yep.
1: I don't even know what to do. <laughs> it's we move on to the next fight is what we do. Lightweights, Hafa Garcia versus Mahashate. Mahashate is it shade. I think it's shade, isn't it? Or is Mahashate?
0: I can't remember. I think I say it one way and it was wrong. So okay, we're good. We're just gonna let we'll, it go.
1: We'll just we'll just let it be wrong. But well, we won't say his first name because he doesn't go by it now. Or maybe Mahashate is his first name. It, it's difficult. No, it's Hae it? Is that his first name?
0: Yeah, Hayashair.
1: Oh, that's not his last name? It's no, difficult for fighters from Asia because sometimes it's flipped and sometimes it's not. Uh, anyhow, um, yeah, he's
0: 9-1. One. One Chinese is one of the ones that is flipped sometimes, right? Because we mess yeah. up Li Zhang or Zhang Wei Li all yeah, the exactly, time.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll call him Mahashait. He's 9-1. Four knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. 1-0 mm-hmm. in the UFC. one low mm-hmm. in the Contender Series. He's won seven straight fights. He's not lost since August 2019. He won his last fight via knockout. He's five inches taller than Garcia. Only one inch reach advantage on him, though. Uh, He's also five years younger. Striking stats are in his favor. Uh, He's outstruck his UFC and Catana Series opponents by 0.06 strikes per minute. So barely. Plus 110. Garcia gifted Hoffa Garcia. 13 and 3. One knockout. Eight submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Two and three in the UFC. However, he's won two of his last three. However, again... He lost his last fight. He was the combatche champion before this. He used to fight at featherweight. He's been outstruck over his five UFC fights by 1.46 strikes per minute. So not very good there. Grappling stats are better than Maha Shate minus 130. Guess he's going dog again. This guy is going dog again. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. It, it, there's a lot of striker grappler matchups. This is another one of those striker grapplers, uh, versus grappler, excuse me, matchups. I'll take the striker, Mahashate. Um, Yeah, he opened some eyes. Huge, huge underdog in Contender Series came through. A little less of an underdog in his UFC debut came through there as well. Um, Garcia, not very good striker um, at distance. uh, And he's never beat a fighter uh, in the UFC who has actually won a fight in the UFC. Uh, Both of his wins have come against a fighter who had zero wins in the UFC. So give me the younger, better striker, Mahashate.
0: So first of all, I, I'm just gonna quickly correct you on the uh, the correct pronunciation of uh, Rafa Garcia. Uh, he's oh, Mexican, he is Rafa. Not, he's Mexican, not Brazilian. All oh, right. Uh, so that me. would we're gonna we're gonna be Rafa Garcia instead yeah, of Rafa fine. Garcia.
1: Like a like tennis player guy.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah Natal, but it's um. And then I'm gonna differ with you on this one. I'm gonna take the favorite again here. I I too see a lot of potential in Mache. Uh, I think. What you said about his striking is certainly true. He he surprised us on Contender Series by winning that fight. Um, he, he, he then, in his debut, looked far better than we were ready for him to against Steve Garcia. But Steve Garcia is also a guy who, like, goes in and, like, welcomes being blasted in the head with right hands.
1: <laughs> and that you know, happened.
0: Like, yeah, and, it, and that that's what happened, right? Because, like, and I like Steve Garcia. Steve Garcia is a fun guy to watch, but it's mostly, like, that's why he's a fun guy to watch. Yeah. Because he did that against... I mean, like he did that against Luis Pena too, uh, violent Bob Ross and like lost the fight with violent Bob Ross. So it's not a surprise that Mahashe beat him in that one. And the thing that I think maybe we're sleeping on here is just how good of a grappler Rafa Garcia is. Um, because like, even though he's like not out here winning with his grappling all the time, like he did take down Dracar close three times. And Dracar close is not a dude who is particularly easy to take down. Like, Dracar Close is a guy who, who wins often with his takedowns. I mean, like he stuffed more than half of the takedowns against Benil Daryush, And he, he stopped a you know, two thirds against Rafa Garcia, putting him in, in pretty much the same percentage almost. Um, So like, yeah, like I, I like Rafa Garcia's chances to take this to the ground. You know, we saw Rafa Garcia do the same thing to Grutzmacher. He took down Natan Levy seven times. Like, I, I just think he's a wrestler, and I think we're gonna see Mashey learn a thing or two about like having a well-rounded game, despite the fact we haven't really had to see him grapple. I do know he struggled uh, in M1 when he was faced with some some Russian dudes. So yeah, I'm gonna take Rafa Garcia here.
1: Yep, not it, not a bad pick at all. Next, the battle of the Sades at anyway, Said Sade Nurmagamedov versus said, Sadeyokub Kok Ramanov, Ramanov. Um, who am I going to tell you about? Kokoro Manov first. He's 10-2, three knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once. He's won two straight in the UFC. He's 2-0 overall in the UFC. Four straight fights. He's won uh, in total. He's not lost since February of 2019. 0-1 PFL. Used to fight at featherweight. Three years younger than Nurmagomedov. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.38 strikes per minute. A good number for him there. His grappling stats are better than Madoff. Minus 110 for him. This is a pick 'em fight. Madoff, 16-2, four knockouts, four submissions, never been finished in a fight. Five and one in the UFC. He's won three straight fights. Used to fight at flyweight and up at featherweight. Was a regional champ. 2009 pro MMA debut. Inch of reach on Kokromanov. He's up, He's almost two times more active landing strikes than uh Kokromonov is he's outstruck his ufc opponents by almost two strikes a minute 1.95 strikes uh is the strike differential minus 110 frame as well go right uh, ahead th-
0: is it my turn i think so all right so before we get into this fight i have to say this fight first of all is rebooked this fight was originally booked i, I want to say six months ago it got canceled and, and yeah. rebooked for for this weekend um and when it was originally booked I put a joke on my, my other podcast Twitter account. This is the old he said he said fight.
1: Oh, you're so funny. Uh, and I thought
0: I got like four likes and it really bummed me out because I thought that was pretty funny.
1: That's um so with smart, that being said, it's too smart for people. That's all.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Um I, I'm gonna take Kakraman off here. Uh here's why I, I think what he did to Ronnie Lawrence was really telling. Um and, and we've seen Nurmagomedov, like, face a step-up in competition and, and kind of struggle, right? Like, we, when he fought Raoni Barcelos, like, he didn't look great in that fight. He got stuffed on all the takedown attempts. He himself got taken down a few times. Um, like, even if you want to go back to the the Justin Scoggins fight, which Justin Scoggins is not even in the UFC anymore, he went one of 11 in trying to take Scoggins down. I'm not sure he's a better striker than Kakramanoff. I think the numbers bear out that way because Kakramonov spent most of his last fight entirely on the mat and you know, the slugfest with, with Trevin Giles or uh, Trevin Jones rather, not Trevin Giles, Trevin Jones probably didn't help his numbers, but I think Kakramonov like maybe even has a grappling advantage here, surprisingly. And I, I think even if he doesn't, I think the stalling out on the feet here is going to fade his way too.
1: I'm going to Magomedov. We're on a different side again. Striker versus grappler. Nurmagomedov is, is a striker. Give me the striker. I th- and yeah. I think he's, he's a decent enough grappler. Hopefully, uh, defensively, he's he's a decent enough grappler to keep it on the feet. So I think he's he
0: shoots a, a lot of takedowns for a guy. We're gonna classify
1: as a striker. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> uh, I, maybe I'm uh, I'm stretching the definition of striker a little bit there. So we are disagreeing once again.
0: It's a lot of disagreement today.
1: Yep. It, it there is. Um, Maybe I'll use your he said joke for the uh, alt title. Will he, that make you feel better?
0: He he, he said he said.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that. If 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 that'll make you feel better, sure. Uh, middleweights: Julian Marquez versus Darren Win. Win um, seven and three with four knockouts. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Two and three in the UFC. He lost via TKO his last fight. He has failed drug tests since making in the UFC. One known Bellator. Was a wrestling champion in a past life. More active landing strikes than Marquez. He's, However, he's been outstruck by his UFC opponents by 1.66 strikes per minute. Not good. Plus 140, the number on him. Uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis, Marquez, 9-3. Six knockouts, three submissions. So he's finished all of his opponents, all of his wins at least. He's been knocked out once. Three and two in the UFC. Uh, he's gone two and one over his last three fights. However, he did lose his last fight via knockout. He's missed weight before. He's and 0, one He was 1-0 in the Contender Series. Used to fight at light heavyweight. Eight inches taller than Wynn. Uh, but, however, only two inches of reach advantage on him. Uh, he has outstruck his UFC opponents by 0. 0.34 strikes per minute, minus 165. Give me the Cuban Missile Crisis Striker Grappler. This one we can safely say, Striker versus Grappler. I will take the striker, who's going to be way bigger uh, than the Grappler and hits super hard um, to get, get the job done for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, these, these are two guys I kind of had circled to fade both of them forever. Um, yeah. No, they're fighting I, each I, other. You can't. You know, like. The Marquez fight against Maki Pitolo just was, like, so disappointing to me. Like, he won that fight, but, like, man, did it look like he didn't want to. Um, It also obviously worries me that, like, Darren Stewart took him down as many times as he did. Because, like, if Darren Stewart can take down Julian Marquez that many times, Darren Wynn probably can too. But the problem with Darren Wynn is he just has not been able to find as much, like, successful offensive time in his fights. Like, he seems to like find moments where he looks like the, you know, promising wrestler. We were all promised he was. And at the end of the day, like he just can only do that for like a little bit before he's being like lit up on the feet or, you know, sticking his head in somewhere it doesn't belong. And then like paying for it dearly. So yeah, I, I agree with you on this one. I don't love picking Julian Marquez. Cause he's kind of looked pretty shady in some of his fights, but I do yeah. think he's got just enough here to, to, blast Darren Wynn on the feet and and make sure that Wynn doesn't get anything going
1: uh Darren Wynn spends 68 percent of his time striking from distance that that makes a lot of sense for an undersized wrestler does it not <laughs> it's just
0: that he can't get inside the, that that's yeah. sort of you know everybody's talked about like is it a problem that he's at middleweight and for the most part it wouldn't be if he had more tools to get himself to people's legs, but he doesn't the, yeah. he like you know, he throws the same three overhands and hopes that he's close. And as long as you dodge the last one and circle away correctly, like you're nowhere near him. So, yeah, it just hasn't been working for him.
1: Yep. Let's keep the party going at welterweight now. Jake Matthews versus Matthew Semmels burger, semi the Jedi. So we had a uh, what do we have last week? obi uh Shinobi. Shinobi, the pillow. And now we have semi the Jedi. Um, Ten and four. Mr. Semmelsberger is six knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, four and two in the UFC. He's gone two and two over his last four, including losing his last fight. Used to fight at middleweight, two inches taller, two inches of reach over Matthews. He's about one and a half times more active landing strikes, 1.6 to be exact. Uh, he's been outstruck by his opponents by 0. 0.18 strikes per minute in the UFC, plus 215. The Celtic kid, or is it Celtic? It's Celtic, isn't it? The Celtic Kel- kid. Celtic, yeah, yeah. He's not a Boston Celtic fan. Uh, Jake Matthews, 18-5, five, five knockouts, seven submissions, but knocked out once, submitted three times, 11 and five in the UFC. He's gone four and one over his last five fights, including a KO win in his last fight. He used to fight at lightweight, 0-1 on the Ultimate Fighter. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Yes, 2012 pro MMA debut. Two years younger than Semmelsberger. Striking stats are better than his as well. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by almost a strike a minute, .99 to be exact. Grappling stats are also better than Semmelsberger at minus 270. I think it's you, right? It is
0: me. Um, I, I'm going to take Jake Matthews here. Correct. Um, Correct. And, and I, yeah, I feel pretty good about it too. Cause like, I, I like Semmelsberger. Uh, I've been saying for a while, it would be much better if he tried to offensively wrestle more. Um, we saw him shoot a takedown on Alex Murano and, and it worked. And he only shot one during that time. But the problem here is that like, he's not going to do that enough. And his defensive wrestling isn't always great. Uh, you know, we saw AJ Fletcher damn near win that fight against him. Uh, and I'm not huge on AJ Fletcher, but we saw AJ Fletcher nearly win that fight against them by being the aggressor in the wrestling. And, and here he is up against Jake Matthews, a guy who is exceptional on the ground has really only been matched by uh, Sean Brady as of late on the ground. And, you know, as recently shown off, he's got some hands too. So yeah, I, I don't like, Semelsberger's chances uh to to fight that kind of fight with Jake Matthews and I think that's the fight he's gonna try to fight so yeah give me give me Jake Matthews on the money line here
1: yeah I think Matthews is pretty much better everywhere younger more high level experience uh he checks all the boxes so give me Matthews it's
0: crazy that he's younger too right because he's been
1: in the UFC for like
0: a hundred (laughs) years
1: he sure has um all right are we, is, is this the last fight? Yes, it is the last fight on the prelims. The prelim main event, women's strawweight, Cheyenne Vlizmas versus Corey McKenna. So we're going to tell you about Poppins McKenna first, seven and two, two knockouts, two submissions, never been finished in a fight, two and one in the UFC. She's gone three and one over her last four. She won her last fit via submission. She won on the contender series. She's won no there. She's four years younger than Vlizmas. It's pretty much uh, even in terms of strike differential for her. It's a minus 0.06 is what she's been on strike per minute in her UFC and uh, contender series fight. Uh, grappling stats are in her favor over Velizmas plus 165. The Warrior Princess Velizmas seven and two, two knockouts, never been finished in a fight. Two and one in the UFC. She's won two straight fights. However, she's been out of action since last December, so it's a year. 1-0 in the Contender Series, 0-1 in Invicta. 5 inches of reach on McKenna. Striking stats in her favor, and she's 1.7 times more active landing strikes than McKenna is. She's outstruck her UFC opponents by almost 3 strikes a minute. That's a crazy high number. 2.9 to be exact. Minus 200. Give me a volismus. This is another striker versus grappler. Like I'm saying, we're getting a lot of those um, dished up to us here. I'm going to take the better striker who has 5 inches of reach to utilize it. Um, so give me a here.
0: I am gonna go with McKenna. I, I, had I think a feeling. McKenna, Yeah, I think McKenna's a great dog spot here. And I think yep. I think the problem in and why she's even being listed as a dog here is that loss she has on her record. She looked really bad in that loss because she just like didn't decide to wrestle until it was too late. Um right. and the thing about Corey McKenna that's so good is her, her grappling. And we saw it then she followed up with that fight against Miranda Granger where she went right to the wrestling immediately and won. And so far, any fight where she has decided to go right to the grappling, she won. That includes grappling with Vanessa Demopoulos, who we know now is an exceptional grappler. And if you want to go back, Feliz Moss has had trouble with grapplers before. She was the loser on one of my greatest picks of all time, which was the money line on Montserrat Canejo, who who just had an arm take down took her down like three or four times in that fight. Uh, And, and, you know, I, I also think people are giving maybe Feliz Moss a little bit too much credit for stuffing the takedowns of Mallory Martin in the last fight. Cause a, first of all, Corey McKenna is an 80 times better wrestler than Mallory Martin is. And yep. B, in addition to that, Mallory Martin didn't shoot a takedown until late in the second round where she was already had been absolutely beaten down, absolutely exhausted and had nothing left. So, you know, I I, I think McKenna is going to take her down regularly here. And I think she's going to, pick up the win that way
1: hopefully not but it could definitely happen all right so i will recap before we're out of here and back in your years again tomorrow i got Vlismus, he has mckenna he being gumby we both have matthews we both have marquez i have namaga he has kokramanov what do we do there when they both end in ovs what's munaf gonna do there that on both i don't know
0: we, we should get the machine involved <laughs> we're, gonna have to get
1: him. we're gonna have to find out what he's gonna do there uh gumby has garcia i have Mahashate. Uh, we both have a battle we both have no sorry yeah we both have cape i didn't have your name listed there you definitely have cape uh or cap excuse me is it cap we i don't know we we talk about this every time he fights cap (laughs) uh you have morozov that's how he that's how his name's said i know that for sure and i have newson um so lots of different opinions here so you're getting both sides of the coin so that is the packed prelims uh, we'll be back tomorrow thursday to get in your ears again with the main card which is pretty packed too with, with six fights um told you about the discord get in there and chat with us it's lots of fun uh twitter sgp and mma gumby runs that i'm at jeff fox writer he is at gumby vreeland read all our lovely writing at sports we cover lots of sports not just us personally but our our slew of writers that we have there and uh subscribe to my Substack and enter my free pick contest to win some stuff. It's money. And Gumby actually told us that top turtle is his other podcast. I haven't seen it in my feed yet. Maybe I'll check now. Maybe it's in my feed now. Gumby. Um, you dropped it earlier today. I, you said,
0: yeah, I think around. There 11 it is. Yeah, there it is.
1: Yeah. I haven't, I've been a busy, busy boy today. Julian Arosa, Brian battle and UFC Vegas. 66 is what Gumby is going to break down. Does that sound right. Yeah, that sounds right. And you can find out why Pooh Bear is no no more. So uh, make sure you, you get that in your ears as well. Um, you, that'll hold you over till tomorrow. We'll be back in your ears in just, probably just a few hours from when you're listening to this with uh, the breakdown of tomorrow's, uh, sorry, of Saturday's main card. All right. Until then, I will remain Starboy Jeff Fox. You will remain the butcher Gumby Vreeland. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.